And hello and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. Hello. Episode 12. We are your hosts. Isn't it 13? Episode 13! <laughs> Yay! Woo! We made it! Uh, we are your hosts. I am Jason Simmons. Across from me is Jack Smith. Hello. And this is Observe and Report, the show in which we watch the things, see the things, and talk about the things, and tell you about the things. And definitely we, we know how to count. And yes, well, we've known how to count all the time. I tricked all of you. <laughs> you guys are so tricked. And Look we just you. did a double take looking at their phone. Is it 13 or 12? <laughs> gotcha. Um, but yeah, this has been like a pretty short gap from like episode to episode. Probably like our shortest gap we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, it's like a week. Yeah. Um, so we may not have seen as much as we normally do. But still too much for what an average person should take in. <laughs> but yes, not Obviously as much, much more. as usual. We are power watchers. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into it. Right. Um, I had a weird theme to the things I watched this week. Ooh. I saw like three Hannibal Burst movies. Oh. Which feels like they're three Hannibal Burst movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's done a bit. Um, one of the first things that I watched with him, um, I watched Baywatch again. Um, again? <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that adequate question um, no i watched it again i did see it in theaters a year ago and i was like that's fine it was a year ago that that came out yeah back in 2017 oh my god uh, is when baywatch came out okay and it's like not great really it's okay <laughs> <laughs> at best um of course baywatch the movie adaptation of the 1990s tv series starring Mm -hmm. david hasselhoff and pamela anderson uh this starring the rock and a bunch of other hot people um (laughs) i said that like the rock's not hot we all know the rock's hot like he's obviously attractive (laughs) other hot people insinuating that he too is hot okay all right um but yeah the rock zach efron all the two like lead actors in it or whatever Mm -hmm. uh but it's like decently funny i watched it with my sister um she had seen it before too um just <laughs> it's a real family affair it's a big family it's affair it's also weird that you watch it with your sister because i feel like there's a lot of boobs flying around there um, i would not be comfortable watching that with my brother i feel like there's like not a huge amount of boobs flying around that movie like are there any boobs out no they're all covered oh okay um a lot of jokes about boobs and dicks but oh, like okay not a lot of exposure okay. um but yeah Again, uh, it's okay. Hannibal Burst is in it. He's like pretty funny in it. He's like, he plays a bad guy, which is like surprising. <gasps> That's cool. I was like, "What, Hannibal? You're a bad hacker? How interesting!" <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that movie didn't do well. It's like one of the Rock's few bombs. Yeah. Um, so it's like surprising. Like, and it felt like there's a lot, lot of energy, a lot of like money behind this movie and the promotion of it. Mm-hmm. It just didn't do that well. Um, there that, was a lot of promotion for it. I feel yeah. like I saw a million trailers for it. As someone that, like, uses Adblock on their computer and doesn't have, like, you know, regular cable, really, like, I don't see a lot of commercials. I wound mm-hmm. up seeing a lot of commercials yeah. for that movie. Um, but, yeah, it, it affirms things that you already know. The Rock's a funny guy. He can, yeah. like, certainly handle a comedy. Zac Efron's very funny. If you've not seen him in a comedy, like, if you just know him from the High School Musical stuff or, like, you know other rom-coms or something like that he's a pretty funny dude yeah, and it's like good it. in like an r-rated comedy mm. he seems to have a decent sense of humor about himself and a certain amount of self-awareness which i appreciate yeah um yeah there are really great parts in that movie there are people in there that um yaya i forget his, his full name he was in the get down sisterhood the yaya sisterhood the yaya sisterhood we got a lesson in there all right we got <laughs> <laughs> 
Pat, America no, Ferreira. That's the sisterhood of the traveling. All pants. right, so we talking about the sisterhood of the traveling. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot those are two different movies. Those were like Blake both Lively. in the same year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the guy from the Get Down. He's going to be Black Manta in the Aquaman movie. Um, he plays a cop that consistently points out the fu- the fun thing about Baywatch is that they, it is very self referential understanding like. Mm-hmm. Why do these lifeguards have so much power on this beach? <laughs> Why are you arresting people? You can't do that. <laughs> you're just... You're I never a, thought of that. You're a county lifeguard. <laughs> Who's giving you the right to do all this? How do you have an ATV? Where'd you get that from? That's amazing. Like, but um, it's it's fun and very self-aware. And again, not great, mm. but fine. A, okay thing to throw on a Sunday. We got yeah. nothing else to do. Um, but what have you been watching? Can I just say... So I was really sick yesterday. I feel much better today. You are exhausted. You are basically horizontal right now. You're usually the more peppy of us. And it concerns me so much that you're basically lying to Yes. Is only one of my feet on the ground? Perhaps. You started like at a 45 degree angle, I feel like. And then you just slowly through the last five minutes just sunk down. It might continue. I don't know what to tell you. If I talk too long, you might just fall asleep, which would be fair, both in your state and because of whatever boring shit's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Not at all. I'm, but, I'm doing oh, it. boy. Because I love this show. God I bless love, you, Jason I love Simmons. doing this for all you people listening to this. So, oh. yes, I am a bit tired, but <laughs> it does not stop this show from going. <laughs> this isn't going right? to help because I watch Bridge of Spies. Oh, so God. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> so get that nap time ready. It's a Spielberg movie no one cared about. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Not, and that's not saying that it's I not good. I cared about I it. I think it's probably a great movie. I just never saw it. And this seemed like no one cared. I cared about Jason. <laughs> I watched that and I watched Lincoln. I've seen them both multiple You've times. You've seen Lincoln many times. <laughs> Shut up. I'll probably watch it again in Sunday. And that's not a bad thing. Lincoln is really good and you should probably watch it several different times. Um, Mark Rylance uh, won an Oscar for Bridge of Spies. Thank you very much. But it's, it's for so... For Best Supporting Actor. You never even saw it. You can't judge it. I'm not judging okay, it. Okay, granted, I'm judging- I do that all the time. But... <laughs> Just saying, yes. Is it the most exciting thing in the world? No, it's not. It's about as exciting as the movie The Post. Possibly less exciting than that. <laughs> uh, Spielberg's been making some real just... Uh, um, they're not clunkers. They're just kind of... But they don't. His movies don't crescendo as much to like drama. It's just kind of like... It kind of goes up and then it just kind of boop, plateaus and then goes down again. I mean, honestly, at this point, I think those are his better movies. Um, not to say that they, not everything needs to be a crazy action romp, hmm. but after watching Ready Player One, it's like, where are those spies heading back to that bridge, man? Like, <laughs> when... let me tell you something, Jason. <laughs> when they get to that bridge, it is very harrowing <laughs> if you don't know the history, which I did not. Um, it's. What? No, I was gonna just like mark that yes. as a point of like cool yep. things for Spielberg. You got man down front. Did you have a question? <laughs> I did have a question. Yes, sir. Um, no, my, I just had a point. It mm-hmm. was uh, just that Spielberg is really good at historical uh, dramas, yeah, and like pointing at moments in history that you know would otherwise go either overlooked or showing them from a perspective that you don't normally get to see things from. Which this was because you. Uh, so Mark Rylance um, is a spy for Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess back then it was the Soviet Union. Um, we strive for accuracy on this podcast. <laughs> um, and then 
episode 13. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, Tom Hanks is a lawyer, but he was like, he was a phenomenal lawyer. Um, I think he was working for an insurance company at the time. um, But for whatever reason, the government taps him to negotiate um, when an American pilot who was um, shooting pictures of the Soviet Union, um, he his plane goes down, and he they wanted him to take like the little cyanide capsule or not capsule. It was a scratchy thing where they give it to the pilots. Then they're like, if you get caught, you kill yourself. Oh wow! And instead of a cyanide like pill type thing, James Bond style, it was this little uh, like pin type needle thing mm-hmm. that you just scratch your skin, and it kills you that seems pretty simple bonkers yes um and so this guy who goes down um this american pilot uh the russians or soviet union captures him and so tom hanks um has to negotiate the really yes okay um the trade of the pilot for uh, Mark Rylance, but Mark Rylance is a very um, sympathetic character in this. Okay, you really kind of like him and kind of root for him. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks makes a point in the movie of like he's not a traitor; he's just doing his job. We have the same guys, our own guys in the Soviet Union right now, doing the same thing. Like right. Um, but so Tom Hanks becomes kind of enemy number one because people just hate him. They call him, you know, anti-patriotic, blah, 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 mm-hmm. or unpatriotic. Good God. Um, and then there's also a student who um, gets caught. And they Tom Hanks wants to try to get him out, too. He, oh, boy, I'm going to seem like a dum-dum. Uh, was it West Germany that was? Uh, or East Germany? East was Soviet-related. West was free okay. ally. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he gets caught trying to pop over to the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Germany has him. So you have these three players in there. And Tom Hanks wants to get the student also. But the U.S. is like, we don't care about the student. Just get the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it becomes this big negotiation between these three countries and all the kind of players and what has to be done. Okay. And it's very interesting. All right. Like and a legal really drama. Of, yeah. You which you don't get, get a lot of these days, I don't think. No. Um, it's like a real khaki Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Just a real Do boring... Do you like the hot denim <laughs> of Game of Thrones? <laughs> well, slide on these easy khakis of Bridges Spies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A comfortable chino fit. Let me tell you. <laughs> they're pleated it's great um but i re- i really enjoyed it tom hanks is very likable mark rylance is amazing and he deserves the award um and yeah so that's it's one of the things i watched for like the third or fourth time <laughs> cry every time jason <laughs> um in the continuation of <laughs> trash that i watch yes i watched transformers the last night Oh, how many Transformer movies have there been now? There are five, and there's oh going to be God. six because they have another one coming out next summer. What? Um, <laughs> this is not good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I think we all know that, Jason. Uh, I don't know why I watched it. So, is it another Mark Wahlberg one? Oh, yeah. Um, he's all up in it, being Mark Wahlberg-y. Um, he, there's always some young, super pretty girl in there. And, yeah, I don't At know her name point, is. It was his daughter. 
like when I say daughter, like the character in the, that she the plays one, as his daughter. The first Mark Mark Wahlberg one, yes, the woman that plays his daughter is like a really hot lady. Uh-huh. And in this one, there's a really hot lady that's British that's like his girlfriend, kind of. Oh, great. Um, or they're not. They become romantically linked later on in the movie. You don't say. It's such trash. Like I will. I have been on record saying, like you know, Transformers one. That's fine. Transformers 2, mm, good. Transformers 3, what's happening? Transformers 4, why are we still doing this? Transformers <laughs> 5, oh, God. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really not good. In Mark Wahlberg, it's like what, what made uh, Shia LaBeouf as the protagonist of these films uh, relatable and accessible is just like, oh, yeah, like, this is a kid who has like no place in this war of robots. Right. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, he's it's, just as confused as the as audience the viewer. is. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's a nice way to be brought into this. But, like... Right. Freaking Mark Wahlberg's character's name is Cade Yeager. (laughs) (laughs) Which is enough to make you just want to turn it off and turn yourself off forever. Um, He is an inventor Mm. and he is a Transformers rescuer. By the fifth Transformers movies, we're now at a place within their world where in which Transformers are illegal. Um, Are legal or illegal? Illegal, excuse me. They're to be shot and destroyed (gasps) on sight. Oh, um, have you seen all of the movies up to this point? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I have, and I'm not. I'm not saying I've seen them in theaters. I've like caught them all like on Netflix, yeah. something like that. Um, which one was the one with the dinosaur Transformers? That was Transformers Four: um, Age of Extinction. Yes, you know the titles. Don't 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 keep doing out there, I just people. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> which right? order? Um, that was the Age of Extinction. Um. I really like that there was a dinosaur one. I didn't see it, but and, it made me excited for when I saw the trailer. And there was the dinosaur one is in this very briefly, and Ooh. they're really, really the coolest looking one. Although for you lovers of dragons, like twelve robots like get together and form a dragon. <gasps> what? That happens in this fifth one. Yeah, um, but the whole plot of this movie is like okay, so King Arthur and the li- and the Knights of the Round Table, they were involved Wait, with Transformers. What? Yes. I would have said that as a joke. And also, you know what's funny? Anthony Hopkins is all up in this movie. Oh, no. And it's not like a cameo. He is really in this movie. (laughs) Like, he has a lot of screen time. He has a lot to do. Like, he is really up in there. And it seems like he's having fun. Like, I'm sure he is. I, I, it's an easy ass paycheck. He has gone on record saying this is one of my favorite films I've ever made. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding God you. Bless like, you, and because Hopkins. it's like, how do you one, how do you direct Anthony uh, Hopkins, Michael Bay? Two, like, I get to do whatever I want. Like, <laughs> oh, there's nothing there. Like, there's supposed to be an 80 foot robot here. Cool. I'm just gonna be me. Like, he he said he had an amazing time on set. Like, which is cool. Like, it's fun to hear. It's fun to hear that you know a set like that is like fun to be on and like yeah. He doesn't have to really worry about anything and just kind of get to do his own thing. What kind of character does he play? He plays a uh, a keeper of the legend of the Transformers. Excellent. Um, is and- he um. Like an outcast in society? Or no, he... he's very rich. He is a oh, lord and okay. has a castle. Ooh, I love it. Um, he plays a man that knows all about the Transformers and all about their history, even history that they don't know. Do they have to go and seek him out? He, uh, he is seeking people out. He is oh. seeking out uh, Mark Wahlberg and his soon-to-be British girlfriend. Ooh. Um, and the thing is, okay, so we, we, I was talking about Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. So Merlin um, was cool with the Transformers. Of course he was. And they gave him his staff. Ooh. And Merlin didn't actually do magic. He did technology. Um, oh. 
and Thanks, his staff was like the key of creation. It created like you know Transformer life. Ooh. Um, and the Knights of Cybertron stole it and ran away to Earth, and they gave it to Merlin to help him defend England. And he did, and he died, and the staff was buried with him. Hmm. But this hot British lady is the great, 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 great granddaughter of Merlin. Ooh. And she, only her DNA can unlock the staff. Excellent. So we're on a mad dash to get that staff to stop Cybertron from destroying Earth. I know you said this was a garbage movie, but it sounds great to me when you describe <laughs> it. I'm like in. I will make you tell me the entire movie later because uh, it's sa- what I'm seeing in my head is amazing. <laughs> also, maybe Anthony Hopkins, maybe he only wants to work with robots now that he's been on Westworld for a while. <laughs> Strict That's clause like really in his contract. His thing. Like, look, if there any, I'm for robot rights. Okay, yeah. if you're not here, I'm not doing it. Okay. <sighs> um, maybe this is like an extension of his Westworld character. I mean, I think of Anthony Hopkins and like in his career, at least what I've seen of it, I can't think of a lot of science fiction. So for him to do something like that is, I think, uh, not a challenge for him. But like what? But more of like, oh, cool! I get to do this thing that I don't get to do that often. I think maybe he just got a call, or he called up Dame, Dame Judi Dench and was like, "Hey." How did you like doing that Chronicles of Riddick shit? It was dope. And she was like, that's exactly what Dame Judy Dench said. She said, it was dope. Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. Let's do it. And he was like, you know what, Judes? I'm glad I called. And then he went and he did it. And he had a great time. I'm sure that. And they're just laughing all the way to the bank. Judy and Vin hung out all the time. All right. Just slamming Jaeger, all right? Because that's how <laughs> Judy <Yeager>. does. <laughs> slamming Kate Jaegers. Um, but yeah, that was Transformers. Mm. You got anything that you watched that was better than that? Yes. AKA anything? <laughs> um, I've been watching Westworld. We haven't been discussing it. I, have you been? Are you I'm ca- I've kept up, yeah. Excellent. Um, it's a weird little season. It is weird. Um, I find myself not as compelled as the first season, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, I agree. The um, all the time hopping and whatnot, and like I'm getting a little tired of the art. Is he or she a robot, or is he or she human? I love that that played terribly for a character. Yes. In the most recent episode, it did. like ooh, you rolled the dice wrong in that one, buddy. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, the acting is still amazing. Mm-hmm. Everyone on that show deserves an award. Um, I the whole going to um, Shogun World, like the Japanese, it felt like it was. They didn't do anything with it. They didn't do it anything. It's just a there. weird little sidetrack that uh, a tangent that didn't, wasn't necessary. I mean, it looked cool, but because it was just. Um, like a Japanese version of Westworld. Like, what is the point of this? To to the point where they're like, well, not really much is different to the fact yeah. that we've like really replicated characters that exist in Westworld. He literally in the says, Shogun world. Like, yeah, like I copied the story. <laughs> like I can only be so creative. And it would be a situation where, if, which let's say Maeve was like unsure mm. of, um, you know, should I get my daughter? Should I not get my daughter? Yeah. And seeing the connection between the mother and daughter there. Right making her want to go back and get her child, but she was always going to do that anyway. Right. Like, Shogun World, while super cool, and, like, I'd love to spend more time there, mm. It's it didn't serve any purpose to the characters that we were following at that time. Yeah. Like, our main character being Maeve and her journey. I it love just her. felt 
it just felt like, oh, I was looking at the exact same mirror image mm. of what I'm doing. It didn't make me want to do what I want to do more. It didn't make me not want to do what I want to do more. Yeah, it was just an unnecessary little roadblock. Mm. Um, a I mean, fun detour. What, it but was cool, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of chopping and mm-hmm. stabbing. Um, but it's just kind of random. Uh, the Is it supposed to be India world? Looked really cool, but we were only there for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, for some reason, that world unsettled me. I was like, this feels... Uh, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like how the, how people are being treated here. Oh, like, yeah, no. Like, just, get, like, getting a glimpse of, like, a somewhere different. But then that's all it was. It was just a glimpse, and then there was nothing. Yeah. Know. Like, India World just felt like, hey, like, you know, want to pay $10,000 a day to press brown robots mm. is what it felt like. Like, oh, this feels super bad. Yeah. Um, but But overall, like... I, I like the season. I'm not saying it's it's bad at all. Mm. I just feel like season one is just something like, oh man, this is so like new and weird. Yeah. But in season, see if if we're comparing it to like Jurassic Park or something like that, season one is like you know everything leading up to uh, the park going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like season one is like everything up to like you know Dennis Nedry almost escaping with mm. the uh, the tube of DNA, mm-hmm. um, the Barbasol can of DNA. Um, and season two is like, oh shit, well, this is the T-Rex chase, kind yeah. of. Um, but for some reason, it doesn't feel as gripping, almost, mm. you know? It, it, we all know that everyone's going to this one goal, this one point. Um, but, I don't know, it just feels like not as compelling as the first season one, where you had things that really did throw you and like you did not expect. Like, yeah. the perception and treatment of time I got played entirely in season mm. one, and it was so cool to be played in that way. Well, because it presents itself as linear, whereas for this season, you know it's not linear, and it bounces around so much. And you that, can't do the same trick twice. Yeah, so you're just all over the place, and it's hard. There's so much to digest with each episode, mm-hmm. and you can only get so far with each character. It's just, it's a lot. Every episode is packed with a lot to kind of taken right um which can sometimes hinder my enjoyment of it a little bit i guess um i always have to read like summaries afterwards to be like did i just see what i just saw Mm -hmm. okay and they break it down a little bit more um but i still enjoy it and i think the season finale is this tonight tonight yeah Yeah. um which i'm looking forward to me too um aside of that what else would i watch uh, continuing my Hal Burris and apparently Mark Wahlberg trend, <laughs> I saw uh, I watched Daddy's Home. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know what I did this week. I'm sorry, everybody, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I did I did watch Daddy's World, Daddy. Sorry, Daddy's Home, um, <laughs> Part One. God, there's two parts to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's like actually fine. It's okay for like a family movie. Like it's pretty fun. Um, Hamilburst. Uh, <laughs> I'm just focusing on Hamilburst in this. He, he's probably the thing most worth focusing on with that movie. I guess. I mean, Will Ferrell's very funny. And Mark Wahlberg's actually really funny in it. Like uh, Linda Cardellini's in it. She's very funny. Like everyone who's in it is funny. Um, Bill Burr the plays the antagonist at one point. Like, oh. um, it's just why Mel Gibson in the second one. I'm not seeing the second one. I don't know. Oh. But also, yeah, why Mel Gibson? Why? <laughs> why? I, I hate the way the trailer presented, like, and him guess who his dad so is. so cool. Like, Mel like, Gibson is not associated with coolness. Nah, dude, this guy's not cool. He's fucking what? crazy. Um, 
He's a crazy racist. So I was not uh, okay, so enticed the first to see one, that. The, right. The first one is just those two guys. It's just them gotcha. and like them okay. beefing each other. The basic premise being like, okay, uh, Will Ferrell's the, uh, the stepdad to <laughs> these two children. Uh, well, Linda Carlini is his wife. Um, Mark Wahlberg comes back to visit his kids, like, you know, just like for a weekend. Um, and is secretly trying, not so secretly trying to like win them back gotcha. and win his, uh, his wife back as well. Um, because he does not respect Will Ferrell because he looks at him and just sees nothing. He's just a big goof. He's a big goof. Like, yeah. screw this guy. I'm getting my family back. Um, but they do eventually come to an understanding. Uh, and Mark Wahlberg does gain respect for Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell uh, gains respect for uh, Mark Wahlberg. And like, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, there's a fun twist at the end of the film, though, where, uh, you know, they've reconciled and become like, this cool, like, blended family, whatever. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, like, you know, moves into the town or whatever. And also has, like, you know, found, like, a new wife and all that stuff. Oh, uh, and also in his situation has wound up with someone that has their own children as well. Mm. So, you know, they're his... Is it Will Ferrell's ex-wife? No. Um, the, he, he meets a woman, uh, but they're, the stepdad of her children uh, is John Cena. And <laughs> n- now Mark Wahlberg feels completely emasculated, as Will Ferrell did. That's amazing. And it sets it up in a way where it's like, I want to see the p- part two of this and how I, this plays. Yeah. But I don't know if they go forward with that in any way, shape, or form oh, in that's amazing. the second one. But it was, uh, it's actually really pretty fun. And I would say it's cool to watch their family. Like, I couldn't tell. I guess, yeah, it is. It's one of those weird things where, like, is it a kid's movie? It doesn't like, seem like it, it is, on the but surface. It's, not. Um, it's, it's like PG 13, I think, is the rating okay. of it. But it's like totally fine like, to watch with like kids. <laughs> um, and okay. kids are a focus of the film right. to a degree. So it's like, I, I would say it's fine to like take a kid to, to gotcha. see. Um, but yeah, again, continuing my uh, Hannibal train, continuing my Mark Wahlberg train that I didn't even know I was on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did see that. But um, I also watched something terrible. <laughs> taking a page from my book, eh? <laughs> what uh, did you see? I mean, I was very ill yesterday, so it might have just been an amazing fever dream. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Spectral. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I think you started telling me about this a little bit. No. You s- no, because I only started watching it. I watched a different thing that I started telling you about. John Cusack? Oh, that was um, something else. That was a different movie. Okay, but Spectral. I didn't what ha- that. What, was, what yeah. happens to Spectral? I've, I've seen an ad for it Spectral once. Spectral <laughs> um, stars James Dale Badge, who was one of the soldiers in South Korea in World War Z. Yeah, I, I know. He was Ziggy cult. Zabatka in The Wire and uh, is in Generation Kill. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> he usually plays like a soldier yeah. in things that he's in. Um, this time he is not a soldier, which he's really skinny. I think I'm used to seeing him with like stuff, like uh, some kind of uniform and whatnot. On. Yeah, he's usually like a dude in uniform. Yeah, so I'm not used to seeing him in just like a t-shirt. Okay. And he looks so skinny and little. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't totally know what happened. <laughs> I watched it, the uh-huh. whole thing. Um, I don't think it's post-apocalyptic, but things have not gone well. Okay, we'll say. I believe they're in Europe. I feel like that's like the state of the world now. Yeah, not quite post-apocalyptic, but, but it's not great. It's not going well. <laughs> uh, they're in what looks, I believe, it's supposed to be like a bombed-out Eastern European city. Okay, Dresden um, of some kind. M- Moldova. Okay. 
I might have made that up. Um, and so there are soldiers fighting insurgents. Just general use of the word insurgents. Mm-hmm. Um, and but there's also these like ghost-like spectral uh, things that can that also have been attacking people and the soldiers, and it leaves people like. Burnt on the outside, but frozen on the inside. Wait, birds on the outside? Burnt. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> they turned them into crows on the outside, but on the inside they're frozen. Okay. All right. That clarifies things. Um, and so James Dale Badge, I say his name slowly just because I don't want to mess it up. Um, he's a scientist. Who studies uh, something? And birds. So, Let's just say birds. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes there and helps them and builds uh, gun thingies to help them fight the ghost things that are actually turn out to be man-made. Spoiler alert: You should watch it anyways. But um, yeah, it's surpri- at the hour mark. I was like, "Oh, we're getting to the end here." I didn't know how long it had been, but I was like. This is a big old fight. Okay, here we go. But then I paused it to look at the time. I had another hour. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, allowed at the television. But I kept watching. <laughs> um, it was a very weird... There was money put into this movie. Like mm-hmm. It looks pretty good. Um I don't know. You're obviously not compelled by this. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> listening. Um, it's a weird little movie. I, I don't know. I don't know, Jason. <laughs> it was two hours of my life that are just kind of there, but also not. <laughs> Much like the spectrals that they are fighting. <laughs> um, yep. So that was last night. It feels like the poster. <laughs> not necessarily engaging. I didn't see any poster for it. Like um, the, at least the Netflix like little square. Oh, the little yeah. thumbnail thing. Yeah, I I call it the poster. Just like nope, I don't want to watch that. You made the right decision, Nathan. <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on sickness when really it's just poor decision making on my part because I enjoy a Saturday night action movie. Mm-hmm. I want to watch something stupid, and I found it. I miss I miss uh, having terrestrial TV, and the amount of like effort and energy put into like appointment TV watching on Saturday night at like eight PM, like mm. HBO. If you had HBO, like HBO is going to show their like Saturday night movie. I wonder what it is. Like I waited a year for something to get out of theaters <laughs> to come here. So what are we watching tonight? Aren't you? I put you on my YouTube TV account. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like specifically the HBO like. Saturday night premiere. Oh, okay. It was a for me a thing mm. that I love doing and like love being home for. And I remember it got to a point where it's like, do I do SNCC or do H- do I do HBO? I don't know. I don't know. I can't make the decision. Like, uh you know what? It's probably a rerun of the stick. Let's go with HBO. Oh, we didn't have HBO when I was a kid. Um It's so fancy. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have that. Um but and other things that I have seen. Mm. So one thing that we saw together. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> it wasn't really a make. I wanted to see it, but I, mean, I, I didn't have free, a huge so desire cool. to see it necessarily. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't great. Like, I knew exactly what I was walking into. Um, it was Did fine. Did you, though? To some degree. <laughs> Only... <laughs> I feel like there were some turns in there that I did not expect. There were some surprises, I guess. Um, I enjoyed our main actors. Really enjoyed Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Thought they were fun. I immediately did not like their their Psychics. Gen Y partners. The I did not like the sidekicks at all. Yeah. Um, and I like the kid that plays uh, the nerd. Yeah. Justice Smith. He's like really good in the Get Down. Um, he's really good in that. But I hated him. This movie, man, I hated Aww. him, and I hated the 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 other lady. The girl I was also there. Yeah, um, I don't know her name. Like it could be, and I just because the way they presented those characters, like the first interaction they have outside of each other, it's like someone saying like, "Hey, do you know how to do this?" Fuck you, old man. Like okay, like it just that was the attitude given from those characters. I don't even remember. <laughs> I remembered, and I did not enjoy them. Um, but those characters aside, like, hey, you want to see some dinosaurs? You're getting them in Jurassic Park, baby. Like, That's why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. You saw so many dinosaurs. <laughs> more than like all the other movies combined. <laughs> so many dinosaurs, Jason. It was amazing. Like they oh, they delivered just thinking about it. They delivered on those dinosaurs. Yes, they did. Um and there's enough nods to like the old films. There were a couple. Um and also it feels like I, I love the, when the T Rex shows up whenever mm-hmm. they show they show her, um, because it's just like, hey, you know what you're here for, right? Me, all right, <laughs> the big dog, all right, and like, yeah, I am here for you. How you doing? Pretty good. And like, it, the T Rex shows up like every twenty five minutes, <laughs> and just feels like they're checking, like it's checking in, and they're like, hey, still here? All right, here I am, back again. Um, I'm like, all right, I'll be back in twenty five minutes, guys. Enjoy the movie, all right. Get some popcorn, all right. <laughs> Um, but the T-Rex is very cool. Um, that's what, that's what I'm there for. Um, but to me, what I didn't like about the movie is just, they felt there were no stakes. Like the island was blowing up, but it's like, in my mind, as a fan of Jurassic Park, I was like, well, there's another island. Like, so what if this one blows up? There's a whole other island full of dinosaurs. Like, we've seen this in the other movies. Like this Isla Nublar, which is where the main facility was on. This Isla Sorna which also has dinosaurs. So, okay, that island blew up. There's another island full of dinosaurs that you could just move those dinosaurs to if you wanted to. But okay, sure. Let's just act like there weren't four other movies before this. Fine. We had very different experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I cried. <laughs> I did see you cry. I'm laughing at your tears. I did see you cry. Uh, and I was making a joke to you as, as like, tears what? were coming down your face. um yeah so the plot is that um apparently the worst seismologist in the fucking world uh (laughs) missed that this this volcano was actually active and so they have to get all these dinosaurs off the island um but that's only the first bit the trailers make you think that that's the main plot yeah that's only like the first third of the movie yeah it really is the rest is there's a black market where um <clears throat> These guys kind of tricked um, Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard um, into helping them get specifically Blue the Velociraptor because she's such a smarty pants. She's the smartest her, animal on the planet. Yeah, and they need her DNA uh, to create this other 
incredibly intelligent animal or a dinosaur that can be used as a weapon. Um, the Indomiraptor. The in- Indoraptor? Indoraptor, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a giant, beautiful mansion. I'm a fan of architecture and interior design, so I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> this little girl's room was the shit. She had a balcony, French doors, a nice canopy bed. Why I her, wanted that room. Why was her bedroom like in the tower of like that building? Because her grandfather is very nice and was like, here, let me give you the best bedroom in the entire place. That feels insane. Like, hey, kid, be up here on this balcony, you eight-year-old. Hope she was very responsible. I Wise beyond her years, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I want to be her <laughs> so badly. She's got dinos in her basement. Give me this life. Um... And so it's them kind of running around. Um, oh, it's who's the? I always he's the farmer from Babe. Oh, James Cromwell. Yes, uh, he plays. They kind of add a whole n- another backstory to the. Oh yeah, there's some retconning happening in this yeah. movie. Hardcore. Um, um, then they just run around. There's dinosaurs everywhere. It's great. Um, Jeff Goldblum's barely in this movie, so yes. you're coming here for Jeff Goldblum. But he he's, looks great in it. He's got an awesome beard going on. Um, <laughs> but all-black suit. All-black <laughs> suit. But Dr. Ian e. Malcolm is in this movie for like three minutes. Yeah. So if you're coming to see him, like, spoilers. <laughs> God, so sorry, guys. Uh, but it's great. <laughs> you get to see all the... Do- the reason I cried is because... I have a heart, <laughs> and when I see a Brachiosaurus basically crying out for its life as it's devoured by the flame and ashes of a volcano, I moved, Jason. I so heartbreaking. <laughs> if you hadn't been there and I hadn't been in public, I would have been sobbing <laughs> uncontrollably. I'm not joking. Um, so... For some of us, they're worse stakes. The lives of beloved dinosaurs that we hold dear. And some people just, you know, whatevs. Just sit there with a cold, dead heart. (laughs) Making jokes at the expense of the Brachiosaurus. The joke that I made at the time, by the way, was Bryce Alice Howard puts on like a baseball cap. And has like a total like opie like haircut going on. I was like, she's become her father, and it fell on deaf ears and full <laughs> eyes because can't lose. <laughs> you were definitely like, no, this brachiosaur. Oh. Why? It was it was crying out. Oh, it was so sad. Um. Ugh. But yeah, like it, w- it was stupid, but I enjoyed it. If you like looking at dinosaurs, this it, is there's the no movie other place to you. go. Like this is this is it. This is Dino City. That's why I look forward to these stupid movies so much because it's the only place where you can see them. Kind of is like, and yeah, if you're looking for a dinosaur adventure, there aren't many movies that do it. Nope. There aren't many shows that do it nope. and do it to the degree and to the quality that Jurassic World does it or Jurassic it Park does it. Looks pretty amazing. I mean, it's very CG, but we also happened to see it in 3D. That was yeah unplanned, but it was fine. Whatever. Um, and again, plot wise things like. I'm surprised Bryce Dallas Howard isn't arrested in this movie because, like, she was responsible for, like... She should be either in, pres- in prison or destitute because she's been sued yeah. for everything that she owns. Like, 
I don't know how they were just able to sidestep all that from movie one to movie two, but like yeah. she has a lot to answer for mm. that character. Not Bryce. Bryce are great. All right. <laughs> You're fantastic. You've never done anything wrong as far as I know. That character, though, come on. You got to yeah. be at least some. The Hague is where you need to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- we did see that together and it's fine. Like uh, we saw it for free, which yeah. was nice. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Thanks, other- United Airlines. <laughs> Not a sponsor of the show, but you could be. All right. Hey, man. If you really wanted to like just like hook it up with flights, that'd be yeah. awesome. United Airlines, it's great. <laughs> I don't know what their motto is. It's probably something along the lines of "It's great." United Airlines, we don't beat people up on Mm-mm. our planes. Yeah, no, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not since uh, phones have cameras on them. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as other things that I've seen, uh, I, I actually saw something else in theaters the day after we went to see Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a tag, kind of for free. Um. And I was there in the theater uh, by myself for probably like 40 minutes before the movie started. And I assumed like, am I going to see Tag alone on a Friday by myself? Oh, Oh, man, I guess things can't get any sadder than this, huh? (laughs) Um, But then people walked in and it was fine. How did you see it for free? Um, They messed up my tickets. Um, Oh, nice. And then it's like, uh, okay, here's a refund. Like here you go like they just told me you just walk in man like <laughs> okay cool <laughs> and yeah it was not a packed theater i don't think that movie's gonna do well financially mm. um but i will say that movie was actually a lot of fun so tag the story of uh a group of friends that have been playing the same game of tag for 30 years uh it's based on a real life story of the people actually doing that i've been going uh, on a long going game of tag mm. between a group of guys that are like are in their 50s or 60s now or something like that but um, the movie centered around uh, this group of friends uh, played by John Hamm, Ed Helms, Hamm Burris, uh, finishing off my Hannibal trifecta here, um, Jeremy Renner, um, and Jake Johnson. And you got some great ladies in the movie as well. Uh, Isla Fish is there, who's wonderful, and she's mm. hilariously intense in this movie. Uh, and Rashida Jones is there, Ooh. being awesome and Rashida Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the premise of this film, outside their thirty-year game of tag, um, they're coming into a season now. Jeremy Renner is like the best in the world mm-hmm. at this. Like he's never been tagged, never been touched. <laughs> best and... in the world, i.e., of those five men, because <laughs> nobody else is doing this. But sure, best in the world. <laughs> to the the way in which they portray it, you f- get the sense like, okay, this guy's really good at tag. Yeah. Um, but he's never been tagged. He's never been touched. He's never been it. Um, and every year they play the game over the month of, in the course of the month of May. Here's what I find to be the most unbelievable part of this film. Mm-hmm. Not that this has gone on for this long or that it even exists, mm-hmm. but the fact that you can take that much PTO like a month. Oh no, that's the thing. It's like it happens in May, but you don't you're not necessarily taking time off. It's like at any point any time and just know that you're the game is on in oh. May. Okay, so it's just like it's off for the rest of the year. It's just yeah. on in just May. Just in May, okay, yes. Okay, because I was like, I'm sorry. You're not going to have any PTO left over for the rest <laughs> of the year. How does that work? So, I'm always concerned with logistics. So some of them, like, like Ed Helms and his wife, are like making like their vacation every year. We're going to do something this year. We're going like, to you know, finally like, go get this guy. But uh, the big premise is Jeremy Renner's uh, getting married, and he's saying that this is his last season. He's going to get out of the game with a perfect record and be untouched. 
And Ed Helms is like, F that, I'm getting this guy. Um, it is all of them being very funny together and seemingly like having very good chemistry together. Um, it, there are some really sentimental moments in that movie. Aww. Like that are actually, and it's a great soundtrack, by the way. Hmm. Like it's a really good soundtrack of like late 80s, early 90s, uh, hip hop and R&B. That's cool. And it's like a lot of fun, actually. There are moments in there where it's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, that is... Man, that reminds me of me and my friends, the people that I like. Yeah, have you in and my your life. boys club, that would make sense. <laughs> but um there are some really sweet moments in there. Um and overall it's fine. Like I I, I know anyone looking at the trailers is probably saying, like, oh whatever, sure. But it's like an R rated comedy that's like pretty decent. I would watch it. I wouldn't go out to watch it. I'm surprised you did, actually. Um, I, my intent was to see The Incredibles. Oh. But there was a line going out of the theater and around the corner You're for it. You're kidding me. It was a crazy amount of people there for The when Incredibles and Jurassic World. Um, what this past weekend, this past Friday, oh. um, Jurassic World just premiered. Just by yourself? Just by myself. It was, it was like a theater like near work or whatever. I would have gone. <laughs> um, that would be cool. Just saying. But, um, but yeah. I, the Incredibles. <laughs> I would also like to see The Incredibles. We got to make a plan to go and yes. see that. But um, I yeah, I saw a Tag and it was fine. Cool. Um, there's a fun little mid-credit scene of just like them singing one of the songs in the film. Nice. Um, so yeah, if you have any intent to stay after the scenes in Tag, uh, stay there for that. And yeah, it's totally fun. I'm surprised they released in the summertime. I don't think it's going to do particularly great because mm. it's going up against monster blockbusters and all that yeah. stuff. Like. So it premiered on the same day as The Incredibles too. So it's Aww. like, good luck, yeah. <laughs> um, good luck I making mean, those any are kind very of money. Different audiences, but it's, yeah, it's very different audiences. But I think they're underestimating, like you know, the amount of people that saw it when they were like fourteen or something like that, mm. and are now adults yeah. that are going to see the second part. Like someone pointed out to me, like the kids that are going to see Incredibles two probably weren't even alive when Incredibles one came out, but like got oh, to absorb yeah, it via crazy. like you know DVD or video yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, um, weird. But yeah, like that was that was my experience of tag. <laughs> You're straight up lying down. <laughs> You're just lying down. It's fine. Make yourself comfortable. That's why that chase is there. Um, assignments. E- assignments. Um, Are you gonna be friends with me anymore <laughs> after I made you watch Beyond Skyline? Let me tell you about Beyond Skyline. All right. So for my assignment, I was made made to watch Beyond Skyline. Might I remind you? <laughs> Ernest scared straight. Cube scared two, stupid. Whatever. Cube two, Hyper Cube. <laughs> so I feel like. This All right, is, I probably had this coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. You jerk. I watched Beyond Skyline. It is well noted on the previous podcast that I hate Skyline one. <laughs> so I went to go see Beyond Skyline. It's on Netflix. I didn't go anywhere to see it. I stayed at home. So I saw Skyline Beyond Skyline. Um, I can't even remember it anymore. <laughs> it's spectral has taken up every because it's basically like the same amount of idiocy. I I will say Beyond Skyline is like five movies in one. <laughs> it's too much happening. <laughs> it's like make up your mind as far as what you want to be. Like all right, it's an alien invasion movie. Then it becomes a martial arts movie. Then it becomes a movie about the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. It's like what you're everywhere. Why is this happening? I know. Um. Twists and turns around every corner, Jason. They, you look angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They managed to incorporate the dumb ending of Skyline 1 into the movie. So that dude... Spoilers for Skyline. <laughs> Jesus. So the the man in the suit, the monster with mm-hmm. the red eyes, mm-hmm. that 
that's helping Frank Grillo out. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be Eric Balfour, who was in the first one. Oh. He got his brain ripped out on the roof, put into a thing, and then he's now, oh, got red eyes, I'm good. Um, but it's his son. No, the first one that he encounters on the ship. Oh, that's supposed to be Eric Balfour? Yeah. Oh. That's his character from the first movie. I didn't know that. Okay. So it takes place simultaneously with Skyline 1. Gotcha. Um, God, I don't know so much wasn't, about Skyline. Wasn't the woman who gave birth to that child, was she Asian? Yes, question mark. Because <laughs> like, as that little girl gets older, she doesn't look Asian. She turns into just like a white girl. I... I don't know how Which, that happens. Like, half these Asian kids are adorable. Just find one. <laughs> They're so cute. Uh, I was like, this girl just keeps getting whiter and whiter as she grows up. <laughs> the fuck is this? That was my main issue with that movie. <laughs> We're going to be real. Not all the other ridiculousness. I'd love to display the plot for you this, but here, I'm going to try. Here we go. Okay, so Frank Grill is an L.A. cop, right? Great. His son's a shithead, gets into trouble. He goes to go get his son out of prison. His partner's Shithead with a heart of gold. With a heart of gold, fine. Oh, I love those. His son is in prison. Not in prison, sorry. In jail. He did a thing, and like his partner has him there. Frank Rule's partner. Hmm. And it's like, hey, man, got your kid. However, like you know, this is the last time he could do this. You know, this is like his third strike. Like, if, you, if, he, if he has charges pressed against him, he's going to jail. Like, all right, I'll take this shithead home. So they're there going to the car, and then the car doesn't start. So like, all right, we'll take the subway. They get in the subway, and then boom, alien invasion happens. Oh, my God. So... Aliens are sucking people up into the sky with the blue light. Um, they are there underground. They go back to the police station. They meet up with his partner again. It's like, all right, we got to get the F out of L.A. So they're making their way underground, going towards, like, you know, a place that they think they'll be safe. They see nukes go ahead and blow up the alien ship. Like, all right, we fucking did it. Yeah, America. But actually, no, the ship reforms itself. Fuck your nuke. Um, which was cool. I didn't which is it like, reform itself. Which is fine, I guess. Ship performs itself. Gretel is like, no. They send down their uh, alien br- brain snatchers. They're literally snatching brains in this movie. That's all. They're, they're here to snatch brains. It's like they take a vacuum tube and stick it to the back of your head and then... And just suck it out. And just violently boom. suck your brain out. Yep. Take a little bit of spine with it. Um, so they suck it, they're sucking brains. They're there in the sore. Um, they, they capture people. They uh, suck out some brains. Um, they almost... Uh, get Grillo's kid. Uh, Grillo's like, no, I'm shooting you, alien. He gets his son back. They get the partner back. You're getting very detailed. They are escaping. Uh, a big old alien comes down, uh, kills Frank Grillo's partner. Uh, they all get sucked up into the ship. You know you don't have to do the entire movie scene by scene, right? The ship's flying. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> You made me watch it. You are the worst at summaries because you do everything. Okay. Oh, my God. We're going to be here for four hours if you go through this whole movie. All right. Frank Carrillo gets sucked up into the ship. There's some stuff going on. Fast forward to to Laos. turned into one of the... His son gets killed and gets his brain ripped out. He turns into one of the alien things that they... The aliens take the brains. They put them into the little robot shells, and then they send them off. And But then... Frank Grillo somehow gets dropped off in fucking Laos. And he meets up with the dudes from the raid, and it just feels they're underused. <laughs> like, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Those two actors are very good actors and martial artists. They're crazy good martial artists. And it's like, these two are the stars of like two of the, two of the coolest action films that have been made in the last decade. And they're in this shit? Fine. Um, they're really cool. They're good at what they do. Uh, 
Grillo wins. <laughs> the other two do. One of the dudes dies. The end. Um, oh, and they fight the aliens at the end. They, they we're taking the fight to them. Finish the fight. Halo two. Um, so yeah, that's that movie. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> if you can't tell. If do you think had you not seen Skyline, you would have thought this one was? I'd have had way more respect for it. Like, oh, oh wow, look at this straight to DVD thing. Oh, the guys in the rain. That's cool. That would have been my summary. But because I know what it is, because I know it's spawned from something else terribly bad to something else that doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be, like it makes you so mad. Uh, but I did appreciate they have a blooper reel at the end, which is cool. No one does that anymore. And it goes right into the blooper reel, which is <laughs> weird. It goes right into it. You think the movie's still going, like, but it's not. Uh, like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, there is a five-second transition between end of movie and blooper reel. It's fun. I like the blooper reel. Blooper reels, if you, if you want to see a good blooper reel, see the end of Skyline, too. Beyond, Beyond Skyline. Skyline. <laughs> I had you watch something. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> and I watched it. Mm-hmm. It was Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Um... I have many thoughts and feelings okay. about this. I started off really liking it. Okay. And then I grew to not like it. Okay. Um, <coughs> I really... The things I did like... All the actors were great. Um, the style of it was really cool mm-hmm. and um, interesting and unique. Um, and I enjoyed that very much. It was very kind of colorful and fun, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um but then it just gets a little weird. Um, and I know it's based off the comic mm-hmm. or a graphic novel or whatever. Um, it starts to get weird. At what point does it get weird for you? Because that's interesting. The point at which it gets weird for me is when, um, oh, which boyfriend is it? One of the guys, oh, Brandon Brandon Rouse, mm-hmm. so random. Um, <laughs> I was like Superman, um, bad Superman. Uh, when he punches uh, knives in the face, mm-hmm. I was like, "That seems completely unnecessary." Mm-hmm. It didn't do anything for the plot. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm okay with." He says something about being okay with punching women, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's." It's a little gross, and all the other characters are also pretty much okay with it. They reacted a little bit, mm-hmm. but not enough. Michael Sarah's character does get angry, but that was weird and unnecessary. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. Um, at the towards the end, there's a. I don't know if it's intentional. I'm guessing it was. Um, when it's. Jason Schwartzman, who's great, it has a very odd haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's him and um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, the main girl, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Right. Oh, we're gonna and we're gonna call her Mew because those are her initials. Yeah. So when Mew and him are sitting there, it's a real like Jabba the Hutt, Princess Leia situation. Okay. Yeah. And he's like stroking her head in a really demeaning way. Oh yeah, he's supposed to be a total shithead. Right. And, like, her character up to that point, it didn't make sense with her character. Oh, did you not see the thing that was on the back of her neck? She was, like, literally being mind-controlled. But 
where the fuck was that coming from? Like, that was so out of nowhere, and they, they never uh, address it again. Like, she doesn't pull that thing off. There's nothing. She shows that she's being controlled, and then there's nothing else about it. What the fuck is the point of that? At the end of it, does she still have it? I believe they do show something about that thing breaking. I don't remember seeing it. It's just a really random thing that okay. didn't... If there were other people in the movie that had something similar, mm-hmm. or there's anything leading up to that, mm-hmm. I could see it. But it was just like a left field. Like, oh, this explains why she's uh, becomes a completely different person around this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, at one point, I know he's a shithead, and this is why he's doing it. But he calls the knives kung pao chicken, and I was like, oh. That doesn't seem necessary, but mm-hmm. fine. Um, they keep knives keeps calling Mew a fat ass, and they address it at one point. Michael Sarah's like, "You're not a fat ass. Mm-hmm. Not that he fucking needs to tell her that. She should know that. Right? She should be able to say, "Fuck you. I'm not a fat ass." But also, why is that a thing? Why? It's so random. She's blatantly not fat. She's about the same size as knives. Mm. I don't know what's happening. It's just a weird little, like, shots at women that piss me off by the end of it. I, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, why? Oh, um, it, I just, just fighting. It's one thing that he's fighting her exes i get it Mm. cool but then when it becomes like him and jason schwarzman and like whoever wins gets her she's Mm. not a thing she can decide who the fuck she wants to be with Mm -hmm. Uh, why are you now she's become an object i don't like that Mm -hmm. and i'm sure i'm just taking it too much to heart but now I'm apologizing for being a feminist and I shouldn't. No. Uh, it's just and like Michael Sarah's character is a shithead. Like Oh yeah, they don't shy away from that. Um so like why is he getting all these really great women? I don't I I don't get it. Um but also no one there's no character that's particularly um fleshed out mm-hmm. for me, really. I I don't know Aside from she dresses differently, has fun hair, why Mew is, or her character, like, is so special. You mm-hmm. don't really get to know her at all, mm-hmm. nor do you really get to know Knives, who, quite frankly, has the coolest name. Mm-hmm. Her name's is Knives. I want to be her. <laughs> um, just, uh, it's just weird. They, none of the characters I feel like I know very well by the end of it. And the ones that I do, like, I don't really like that much. Okay. Um, there were, I, overall, it was totally fun. And I get why people enjoyed it. But when you kind of just scrape away that surface, it's kind of, it's a little weird with the message that they're, I'm not sure that they're trying to get across a specific message. But it's not working for me. As a lady. Okay. Do you have any rebuttals and or thoughts about my thoughts? <laughs> um, what is it? The only thoughts I guess that I have 
are that yeah i mean they don't shy away from the fact that like michael sarah is like a shithead that needs to like really actually get the shit together and make mm-hmm. a decision um, he wasn't completely unlikable like in general i did like him and i also like that they didn't he wasn't like he was awkward and stuff but he wasn't weak right and like he can fight and he's not like his typical nerdy character who's like mm-hmm. and he's just kind of a little piece of spaghetti flapping in the wind uh-huh um so i did like that it was a little they <laughs> made him slightly masculine right um, it felt like a different kind of thing for Michael Sarah because up to that point, like, you know, he was just doing, it felt like variations on the character of George Michael from Rest of Development. Well, this feels yeah. like, you know, an, a bit of an aberration from that. Mm-hmm. Um, insofar as, I think they try to portray the message less than, you know, fighting for a woman as a prize, which I, they do talk about in the film, um, where in which... He in that last fight, he's his strongest self when he's just fighting for himself, right? Which is rather great. than like any one person, like offer oh, love, like no, fuck that, like yeah. fight, find a reason for yourself to do a thing, right. as opposed to like trying to devote yourself entirely to another human being, right? Because that's just a flawed mentality to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they do try to address it in that way. Um, what's interesting to note is that in the comics, uh, at least in other like versions of like Scott Pilgrim, like. He doesn't end up with uh, with Mary Elizabeth Wednesday. He doesn't mm-hmm. end up with that character, Ramona. Like, it's just, yeah, this wasn't going to work. Um, it was never going to work. Mm-hmm. And I do like the idea that they play around with for that character. And at least, like, hey, you're becoming as shitty as the other people that I've dated. Like, yeah. get, your th- get your shit together, kind of. Um Insofar as like the insults of like knives to Ramona, mm. it just felt like that's a character that was so insecure they had nothing else to say but a thing that was just a lie to just to try to get under their skin. Like felt they had no other yeah. ammo against this person. They felt inadequate next to her, which is why she felt the need to say that. Right, but it's not a cool thing to say at all. But it's... I I don't think. A woman would ever write that for oh, yeah, a this female character, <laughs> right? To say to another female character, mm-hmm. and that sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's just a woman shitting on a woman because of a guy. Yeah, who's like not how he's getting these women left, right, center <laughs> is fucking beyond me. Like fighting over fucking Michael Sarah. No offense, Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. but like the f- these both these women are adorable. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Like, so it's just like, I feel like it just kind of undermines the women just with like little jabs here and there, Mm -hmm. which sucks because it's a mostly male audience who's going to see it or who has seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't want them to subconsciously or consciously think that any of that is cool at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. Also... Like, every boyfriend gets some screen time. The fucking Asian twins, like, all they do is press the keyboard keys. You know nothing about them. Like, ugh, come on, man. For having so many Asian people in the movie, they're not great. I'm trying to think of, like, their depiction in the comics and, like, the game and whatnot. And, yeah, I don't know. It feels like, generally speaking, a lot of the boyfriends or the the ex-boyfriends or whatever don't get a huge amount of time to like talk about them and like what they did and like their past like they get a little bit sometimes they get a but not a lot bit. 
Um, they each get a little bit, except for the Asian ones, to get nothing. And I took it a little to heart, Jason. <laughs> one thing they didn't do, they is they don't show you how the breakups happened. Yeah. Like in the book, they do explain a lot of that, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's kind of shitty herself. Oh yeah. Like which they allude to a bit. Allude to a bit, but, but like not a ton. I think a good thing that the book does, the movie doesn't get across all that well, is that no one's good, really. No one's perfect, right? And like, you you have to accept these things in people when you meet them, when you're dating people and whatnot. And what are you willing to accept? What are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to throw away? Like, I think that is a big thing. Um, the Brandon Routh section, I love that song that's played um, at the opening of that. By the way, uh, the Metric song um, when he sees his ex girlfriend Brie Larson. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, and that whole... I enjoyed s- all the music in it, actually. Yeah, the music, I think, is a huge part of that movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Brian Routh section where he does, you know, he does stand up for, for Nyes for being destroyed, essentially, being yeah. punched, like the blue punched out of her hair. Right. Um, and even though he does try to stand up for her, he doesn't win that fight, really. Mm-mm. Like, and he's trying to defend... he. Of the people there, he's the best chance against this guy. He's the best fighter of them. So it's like, okay, it would make sense that he would step up for a friend that was hurt. Hmm. Even if it wasn't Knives, let's say he had punched her boyfriend, uh, he was still the same thing, I feel. So insofar as, like, defending a woman's honor. It's not defending a woman's honor. It's just, like, that's just... She didn't do anything. Oh, yeah. He just... Yeah, he's a shithead. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, I mean... It just, it was, seemed unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And if it hadn't been for the other things, it, there were just some gross lady related things that I didn't like. That's Okay. All. Yeah, no, I think your views on it are totally valid. Um, as a guy watching that movie, I'm not pulling the same things from that, but totally. yeah. Which like. I, makes sense. And I... And overall, it was entertaining. I think it would have been better to have just like five boyfriends because by the end, I'm like, I get it's a it. lot. I don't need it's to see more fighting. Um, but I, I, it was generally entertaining and not really what I expected mm-hmm. in certain ways. It just looks, it looks great, mm-hmm. and the way they did it was really unique and fun and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed the music. It was just a little bit long, and I probably would have rewritten some things for the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, for a very long time, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Brie Larson were the same person in my head because <laughs> they both just look very cute and have similar facial features. I feel like mm-hmm. um, so that was a real mind fuck seeing both of them <laughs> at the same time. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as things for you to watch next time, Oof. I will have you watch a not watered down version of Beyond Skyline or the fights in that at least. I'll have you watch the raid. Uh oh, that yeah. I can get to you. Excellent. Um just gonna be a lot of uh muting. A lot of muting, but I man, what a ride that movie is. Okay. Um and it's short. It does not stop going insofar as like, hey, welcome to the raid. We're going to be punching people in the face for <laughs> about 90 minutes. So are you ready? Let's go. Okay. It's. I don't think I have the stamina for fight scenes that perhaps men generally do, but I'm sure I will nonetheless enjoy it. It is 
insofar outside of like you know the violence of the film mm. as far as choreography within a fight mm. it is very well done and okay. i would just like to have you observe that because i think that's pretty cool okay i um, probably don't have the level of appreciation for fight <laughs> choreography that perhaps you do but i'll go for it i and, generally do enjoy it and it's but, a pretty uh, decent crime story okay it's all right it's okay. good it's really good okay um but what do you got for me um <laughs> maybe you should watch a bridge of spies you know what yeah <laughs> like i have nothing against that <laughs> um i think i i watched it on something i didn't pay for it it's somewhere be it netflix or amazon prime okay so yeah check it out i will take it to the bridge is it <laughs> is is it as good as lincoln no but which is fine because lincoln's amazing it's oh, excellent so good um but i think it is good and it's an i i think the older i get the more my interests just get really boring <laughs> it's like oh this is some interesting political intrigue no all I right that's totally cool like and a, i also enjoy history so that's also part of it a political law thriller is a valid film and i would like to watch this i think you will empathize with um tom's character particularly in your current state because he just grows more and more tired <laughs> and more and more ill throughout the movie and he's just like i just want to go home and go to bed <laughs> he says this multiple times in the film and so i feel like you guys are kindred spirits <laughs> but that's what we got we got our assignments yep, uh you just you are laying down thanks <laughs> For sitting with us or lying down with us <laughs> or whatever your position may be. Mine is horizontal right now. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank uh, you. We will see you all next time. Oh, do the ratings and the subscribe. Yeah, of course. Do that. Rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing on this show. <laughs> Send us an email. Chat at us. Stop us in the street. Well, stop me in the street. I don't know. that. No one wants that to happen to them. I I mean, if it's for a compliment, <laughs> I'll take anything. <laughs> Absolutely anything. So, by all means, stop me in the street. Um, but, yeah. Thanks, guys. And we will see y'all. Jesus is going to take a nap now. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>